Hello and good morning. It's Friday, the 7th of September, 2018. Welcome back to Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue, the only twice-weekly podcast on autonomous cars in the world. Today, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles get serious about autonomous cars. Consumers aren't keeping up with technology, and Audi releases an icon. All this, right now. But first, a huge thank you to one of our listeners who goes by the name of Engineering Researcher. This listener has left a fantastic review over on the iTunes podcast page for this show, uh, which, of course, I've now copied and pasted up to the uh, the homepage uh, in our testimonial section. So this listener writes, Great for staying up to date. I am working in projects related to human-robot interaction where we are investigating ways to learn more about the movement we, as humans, make decisions about every second. And I am quite passionate about the future of robotics. Since I am out of touch with autonomous driving in general because of no overlap with my current projects, this podcast is one of my resources for getting a quick summary of what's new and upcoming. So a huge thank you to you, engineering researcher. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this feedback. Okay, real quick before we dive in, it's Friday, which means it's Friday Poll Day with Autonomous Cars with Mark Hogue. And today's question is, how much safer do you think fully autonomous level 5 cars will be once they become available? Is it A, much safer than humans, B, slightly safer sometimes, C, slightly more dangerous, or D, much more dangerous? Head on over to Twitter at Autonomous Hogue to cast your vote. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so to kick things off today, pretty big news from Fiat Chrysler Automobiles, FCA. It turns out they've just invested $30 million uh, into an autonomous driving facility just outside of Michigan. So this is kind of a big deal for a few reasons. So if you remember back to, I think it was episode 45, um, I had a segment, the third segment of that episode in which I discussed... um, you know, that basically I thought FCA were declaring war on Tesla. Um, I know that a lot of people found this sort of uh, kind of a leap to arrive at this conclusion because after all that episode, I think mostly discussed an electric vehicle they were working on at the time. Um, And of course, my logic was what I've said quite a few times on this show, which is that if a car company today is working on an electric vehicle, then chances are it's also working on an autonomous vehicle because really the two are very tightly intertwined. I don't think it's the case that there's any car company working on an electric vehicle, which is not also going to have some level of autonomy, if not full autonomy. Now, this then was kind of a big deal back then because... um, Former, I should say, the late uh, chairman of, of FCA, Sergio Marchione, uh, who has recently since passed quite tragically due to an illness. Um, well, it wasn't really particularly well known for, uh, well, he wasn't well known anyway for his affinity for electric vehicles, let alone for autonomous vehicles. So uh, the fact that there was news about an electric vehicle back then and now we're getting news about this $30 million investment, well, this is 
pretty neat. This is this is pretty big. Now, obviously, I know a lot of you are sitting there thinking, yeah, but look, obviously, FCA, they build the Chrysler Pacifica minivans, which, of course, are used primarily by uh, Alphabet Google's Waymo self-driving car division. Yeah, that's true. They are. And that's great. And admittedly, it's a fantastic car. I've said this a few times. I've not yet test-driven one. But if ever there was a minivan, I could probably get behind. I think this is surely it. Um, it's just an all-around great car. And in any event, it's proven a fantastic platform uh, for Waymo to go ahead uh, building its test fleet. So that leads us to today, $30 million in a test, uh, autonomous test vehicle uh, infrastructure in the form of a track. Uh, specifically, what this is, it's a, let's see, I'm pulling this data from an article over at Autoblog. Um, it's a 35-acre uh, testing area. It's got 6,500-square-foot command center uh Anyway, it's going to allow GPS coordinate tracking, test vehicle to infrastructure communications. Uh, it'll allow FCA to test all sorts of different systems for autonomous vehicles, uh, including things like obviously the automated driving, um, emergency braking, uh, parking simulations. Um, you know, they can test certain protocols from other third parties, uh, such as, for example, the Institute uh, for Highway Safety here in the U.S., and so on and so forth. Um, I'm kind of glossing over all this because the interest of this show, of course, is not simply to regurgitate news, but to kind of get to the point of why this is a big deal. And it is a very big deal because until now, really, FCA... Um, you know, they really just relied on partnerships with Uber, with Google, uh, obviously with Waymo. Now, though, we're seeing that they're really investing quite heavily into this. Uh, I mean, $30 million is uh, quite a large sum, right? So so this is pretty neat. Um, and, it, and I'm kind of using this to loop back to the point that I made a few episodes back, which is I really think that what we're going to see here is that FCA, which admittedly is a relatively smallish player and about whom, frankly, we've seen very, very little in the space generally, right, I think that we're going to see them start to do a real about-face. In fact, I think that's the exact term I used last time I talked about them. I think in the coming years, we're going to start to see them really roll out a lot of things. Here's why. Um, Really, you know, they're the only one of the big three or big four, if you include Tesla, obviously, automakers here in the States that really haven't made much mention of moving forward with autonomous tech. Obviously, besides Tesla, um, obviously GM, they've done what, one, I think almost $2 billion now into cruise automation, the uh, autonomous car startup based in San Francisco, formerly from Y Combinator, the startup incubator. Uh, they use the Chevy Bolt uh, fully electric vehicles. Um, yeah, so that's GM. Ford obviously have been doing a ton of work uh, with autonomous vehicles, especially uh, working on trying to solve the zero-zero visibility problem. How do you get cars to see in you know snow-covered roads and that kind of thing? Obviously, being based in Michigan, good place to test. Um, but really, um, not much then out of Fiat Chrysler automobiles. So this news from FCA really, uh, I think, just fantastic. And mark my words, I think we are going to see some really killer breakthroughs coming from them in the near future. Hey, just a friendly reminder, don't forget to check out our website at markhogue.com, where you can read episode notes and summaries in a blog format. Also, if you're listening to this podcast over on iTunes Podcasts, uh, and if you're enjoying it, please don't forget to leave a five-star rating and, of course, preferably a written review. Please don't assume that everyone does this, because, frankly, most do not. Those of you who have done, I am hugely grateful to you. So please just take a couple seconds or a minute or two, head on over and do that. I'll be here when you get back. Thank you so much indeed. All right, so this next segment here is one of those things that I really just want to bring together a bunch of you onto this podcast to do a live debate, um, you know, because this is just one of those things that could go on forever. I'm not even sure where to begin. Um, it was inspired by a couple articles I found over on uh, 
autoweek.com. Uh, the articles, if you want to give them a read, are, let's see here. This one's called Study Finds Consumers Are Uneasy About Autonomous Driving Tech. And uh, the other one, rather tongue-in-cheek, is asking, so who's going to buy all these autonomous cars and EVs? Um, obviously, this was the inspiration for today's Friday poll, asking, you know, um, how much safer do you think fully autonomous level five cars will be once they become available? So, um, you know, let's talk about all this because I, I just, and, and I know we always touch on this now and then during the show, but I just think it's really important. And, and frankly, these articles, um, <laughs> well, I'm not uneasy about autonomous driving tech, obviously, but I am uneasy that there are people who are uneasy about it. I mean, I think this is just, well, never mind. Let me, let me just kind of dive in and, you know, get to the point here. So, um, it, it turns out that, well, rather alarmingly, more people are now uneasy about autonomous driving tech than they were two years ago. Um, in particular, it looks like, well, so there's two points here. First of all, uh, whereas two years ago, some 30% of respondents uh, surveyed said they would not be comfortable with fully level five autonomous car tech. Now, however, two years later, it turns out that a whopping 50% of people surveyed said they would never be okay with such fully autonomous driving tech. Um, the second point is that it, it's not that people are not okay with any sort of autonomous driving tech. They're just not okay with level five fully autonomous driving. Uh, in particular, it looks like uh, whereas people used to be mostly okay with level four, now really they're only okay with level two. So to put that in perspective as a reminder, level two is things like what you might find with today's widely available cars, right? Sort of lane keep assist, um, you know, radar cruise control, active cruise control, as it's called, uh, that kind of thing, maybe emergency braking. So, you know, <laughs> this is really weird uh, to me because I, I can't, uh, hmm. yeah, I can't really recall a time where as technology got more and more fleshed out, people became less comfortable with it. I mean, I mean, think of it this way, right? So cell phones, right? If you think back to when cell phones started to roll out, um, I mean, can you imagine, you know, cell phones become more of a thing and then people have less interest in them, right? Or I think the analogy might be, hey, cell phones are coming out and oh, by the way, they've got location-based services. Um, okay, admittedly, there's maybe some privacy issues there, certainly when they rolled out and arguably even more so today, but that didn't cause people to use them less. In fact, if anything, it caused them to be used and adopted at a faster pace, right? So seeing this weird downtrend in... Um, you know, kind of customer acceptance of autonomous driving tech, the more it gets fleshed out, the more it's tested, the more it's developed. I just find that really weird. I can't really think of another time in history where this was the case. I mean, sure, we can see, you know, examples, kind of isolated examples in history where this may have been so, right? So let's see, when cars, just regular automobiles were first launched, I guess, back in the day, I've, I've read that obviously uh, even the radio was really kind of, met with a lot of resistance. People said, oh, the radio is going to you know, cause distracted driving. People are going to have accidents, so on and so forth. I know it's not really kind of on point you know, for, for an analogy here, but I just, I find it really alarming. I do, however, have a few theories as to why this might be. Um, so as I often like to do, and I've certainly done quite a bit when writing about this stuff over at Quora especially, um, I like to look to the aviation world. Um, I've kind of made this kind of, I've used aviation as kind of an uh, analogy to automated driving uh, for quite some time because as some of you or most of you may know, um, commercial aviation and even private aviation have enjoyed mostly automated flight capabilities for quite a few decades now. Now, obviously, there's far fewer variables in the sky. And to be fair, most airlines require passengers 
passenger planes to be human flown uh, during uh, landing if conditions allow for it. And as far as I know, there's no airlines which will do automated takeoffs, even if, you know, even if the technology allows for it. Um, anyway, the, the point of all this is, you know, I, I'm not from, I've never heard of a sort of anything from the history which, you know, suggested that passengers, consumers were not okay with automated flight, uh, you know, sort of making its way into commercial aviation. I don't remember ever hearing about this. I've never read about it. I don't know anything about it. Um, but I think the reason for this is because, frankly, when this stuff was being developed, um, it wasn't really kind of out there in the news. It wasn't kind of a thing that you read about every day, at least not easily. Certainly prior to the Internet, I mean, it was hard to get exactly the news you were looking for anyway. So that certainly made it more difficult. But even to the extent that this stuff was published, I just don't think it was published as widely and as sensationally, right? I mean, it's not like, you know, uh, you know Air, uh, Boeing or Airbus as they were developing automated you know, technology for the aircraft, they weren't sort of, you know, news wasn't published about, oh, engineering failures or things going wrong. I mean, yeah, certainly there was news when one of the earliest Airbus fly-by-wire uh, aircraft crashed tragically in the, I believe it was the early 90s uh, in France during an air show. Um, but after all, that wasn't even due to autopilot issues. That was due to pilot stupidity showing the limits of the fly-by-wire capabilities, which supposedly would keep the airplane uh airborne even as it reached a stall, sp- a stall speed, right? But again, this is beyond the scope of what I'm getting at. The point being, I just think there was much less uh, publicity surrounding the actual development of autonomous car tech. Here, in contrast, we've got a very different thing. We're really kind of, we're all kind of along for the ride, pun not intended, right? We're, we're kind of seeing this whole thing evolving, kind of just being fleshed out in detail, sometimes morbid detail, um, as companies really just kind of just try to hack everything together, going as quickly as they can. Just It's really just a hack job as companies try to get things just right. You know, it even reached levels of soap opera drama when we heard in the news, you know, Anthony Lewandowski, formerly from, uh, from, from Google, basically the godfather of LiDAR, right, the tech which... Uh, enables autonomous cars to see, well, excluding Tesla anyway, um, right? You know, supposedly, allegedly stealing uh, secrets, taking it over to Uber and so on and so forth. I mean, this level of kind of public involvement with the development of technology and not just any technology, but really, as I always say, um, the biggest step, step change in humanity since the Industrial Revolution, I don't think we've seen this kind of public involvement ever with new technology, and and especially not new technology that so directly impacts and will, um, you know, affect so many people at such a personal and indeed a professional level, thinking of all the truck drivers out there, for example. So, I don't know, th- this is this is just sort of my theory, I'm, as you can tell from the somewhat hacked together uh, format of this particular segment, it's, sorry for the lack of eloquence, I'm kind of thinking as I go here, because these, like I said, these articles really struck me, and I I, I, I'm trying to figure out why it is we have this sort of disconnect between consumers here and technology. I, I mean, just thinking about the computer industry, right? I mean, as computer tech sort of improved over years, is it was always kind of technology that was lagging behind consumers, right? Consumers are always wanting more and better and faster and bigger and cheaper, everything for computers. And tech was always trying to keep up with consumers. Here, it almost seems like we've got a situation where the technology is advancing faster than the consumer, sort of like, hey, we're not ready for this yet. We don't want this because we're scared or for other sort of illogical reasons. So I don't know, give it a thought. 
Um, obviously, as always, please let me know what you think. Shoot me a note over uh, from the form submission on the website. You can tweet me at Autonomous Hogue. Of course, you can leave me a voicemail on the Anchor.fm platform. And yeah, if enough of you send me some genuinely interesting feedback on this, I am more than happy to get a bunch of you together. We can do a live episode together uh, and discuss all this. Because, And optimally, I'd like to get, you know, say... Say two of you who are really in favor of autonomous car tech, the way it's being developed and rolled out, and two of you who are really not okay with it. Um, I'll try to be neutral in the middle, and we'll try to have a really engaging, thoughtful debate about this. So yeah, let me know what you think. We'll talk about this in the future. Hey there, did you follow me on Twitter yet? If not, head on over to twitter.com slash ready for it. A-U-T-O-N-O-M-O-U-S-H-O-A-G, Autonomous Hogue. I promise to follow you back. Shoot me a note, say hi. All right, so for this third and final segment of today's episode, uh, to close out the week, I want to talk briefly about Audi. So we've talked quite a bit about Volkswagen and their new Wii um, autonomous car, electric car, uh, drive share platform, at least it appears to be sort of some sort of a fleet that Volkswagen are rolling out, uh, in 2019 and 2020 in Berlin and then later North America. So obviously, um, you know, child company Audi, uh, of course, owned by Volkswagen, right? Um, they're also building out a test of, uh, autonomous vehicles and these are called icons, but spelled in the rather Audi-ish fashion, A-I-C-O-N, because of course. So um, I'm, I, I don't know. I need to research this a bit more. My suspicion is that this is going to be sort of um, the logical sort of upscale extension to what Volkswagen are doing, which, as we've discussed in the past, um, it's going to be based, first of all, <clears throat> on their new line of ID electric vehicles. These, though, these Audi icons are going to be really different vehicles altogether, really built from the ground up to be fully autonomous level five cars. What this means is, um, they're really just going to be really large autonomous driving pods. On the inside, there's said to be no steering wheel, just a huge wraparound display, um, you know, presumably going to include things like climate control, navigation, media, that kind of thing. Um, and really, it's going to be designed to be uh, a living space. And if this sounds familiar, that's because it should. You've been listening to previous episodes where we've discussed the notion that in the coming years, a you know, fully autonomous level five cars aren't really going to be perceived as your car, as sort of a separate entity. And I mean, putting aside even the notion of ownership or lack thereof, really car is going to be an extension to the home. You know, you go to your living room, you go to your bedroom, you go to your office, and by the way, you go to your car. It's, it's going to be part of the home. And so to that point, it's, it's said that these new Audi icons are going to be really regarded as, indeed, a third living space. Uh, they're going to have sort of rotating lounge-like chairs. The, the thing itself is huge. Uh, at, a, at 214 inches long, this thing is nine inches longer than the A8L. The A8L is, of course, the long wheelbase version of Audi's huge uh, luxury saloon, the A8. So... Um, you know, I don't have much news on this beyond what I've just said. Uh, it looks like they're going to be ready by 2021. It sounds so uber futuristic. Uh, obviously, we're already closing out 2018, so it's really not that far away. Um, obviously, I'll have more news on this when I get it, but uh, suffice to say, then, it looks like the Volkswagen Group are really shaping up to be a really strong contender in the field of not just electric vehicles, but, of course, autonomous vehicles as well. Uh Right, we've got Volkswagen's Wii platform, and now we've got these Audi icons. Really exciting stuff, this. I promise to share more as I get it.
Hey there, just a friendly reminder to show your support if you're enjoying this podcast. Please remember we now accept donations in the form of small monthly contributions. You can subscribe at just 99 cents per month, $4.99 or $9.99. You can find the links over at the anchor.fm profile page for this podcast. And of course, over on the website, markhoag.com, I've got links scattered about. So thank you already to all of our supporters. Uh, this means the world to me, to all the rest of you. Anything you feel like contributing would be very much appreciated indeed. All right, well, that'll do it for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. It is Friday, so have a wonderful rest of the weekend. Don't forget to head over to twitter.com slash autonomoushogue. Cast your vote for today's Friday poll. As always, please continue to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye-bye.